When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code CORNERBOOTH for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, I was going to do this show solo today because, you know, it was a weak sauce day of headlines and just not a lot of great content from the NFL. I was a little disappointed. I was a little upset. I'm like, you know, whatever. Samir's on vacation. He's in Puerto Rico. Don't want the poor kid. Tell you know, I feel bad about it through the show. So I was gonna do it solo. I've done solo shows before, not corner booth, but I've done other solo podcasts. Um, but then at two o'clock in the afternoon, I had about 45 bombs dropped on my phone. The NFL headlines, me and my mystery co-host who is uh, on the other side of the screen, listed off 12 headlines, and I left some off. All right, joining me now from the amazing Divots and Pivots podcast, my good friend Angela Duke. Andrew, hey doe buddy. I'm great. I, you know, I'm chilling on a work trip right now in Pennsylvania, so this keeps me nice and busy tonight, so I'm happy to be here. Thanks for uh, giving a shout. There you go, man. Listen, I love Pennsylvania. Uh, you probably have to drive through my homestead to get back. Shout out to the crap hole that is Connecticut. Um, uh, <laughs> That's, Connecticut's the reason why they, they fly us down here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't knock that. <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm trying to find a new job right now because you know, and you know, it's so and like it's like I'm in a good situation in my current job. My boss is actively trying to help me find a better job, and it's a weird situation, but it's a good situation. And he goes, and I said, I want to move to Florida. He goes, Why? I'm like, Well, I hate Connecticut, and he just looks at me and goes, I'm like, I would move to like South Jersey or New York or, or Pennsylvania tomorrow. And he goes, going south. I'm like, I just need to get out of Connecticut. <laughs> but that being said, uh, if you haven't already, check out my man Andrew on Divots and Pivots pod, uh, Divots and Pivots on Twitter, right? That's the uh, yeah, at Divots and Pivots. Yep. Yeah. See, I'm one of those podcasts who wants to do it in the beginning when people are still fucking listening. Because when <laughs> I hate one thing is driving me the pods is like when you like have a guest host, I'm like, tell me where you can find you. It's like. But what if they're not paying attention past 45 minutes? Me, I listen to a podcast to completion because one, OCD. Two, I drive like three hours a day for work. So I bust through podcasts like crazy. So I understand the whole, the hustle from it. Speaking of hustle, it rhymes with Russell. Russell Wilson. Nice segue. Right? <laughs> okay, so I, I said, everyone remembers this last week. Me and Samir talked about this. I said, oh yeah, I know. I'm the king. I was on fire last week too. Um. I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be the linchpin of the offseason, and I was right. This morning, it was announced uh, via the GOAT, Pat McAfee's show, and Ian Rappaport that he is going back to Green Bay, a four-year deal. Numbers, I was not able to pull them automatically. I assumed they were in the $40, $40 million range. If I'm if I'm a betting man, which I definitely so, am, we'll talk. If, if you listen to Aaron, he's dispelling all rumors that he's actually signed a contract and agreed on numbers yet, but that he will be back. Yeah, so I mean, so who knows? here's the problem: is 
it's probably Adam Scheffner who probably leaked those numbers. And then it like Ian Rapport thought it was a source. I don't know. I don't care. He's coming back for four more years. Yes. That's apparently the deal. Um, and apparently, according to a certain uh giant headed linebacker uh from the Green Bay Packers, who is the co-host, one of the co-hosts on the uh uh McAveer podcast, AJ Hawk, him and Shailene Woodley have not broken up either. They're at <laughs> Bakhtiari's wedding together. That's another one. I like them though together. That's why it's like I was kind of like happy they're not like broken up. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the linchpin, and within what was it, Andrew an hour of that getting released, I think it, Russell, had, it had to have been less. It had to have been. I have a little conspiracy theory here, folks, but we'll get to the head news. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Um, the the trade's actually impressive though, because I think both teams kind of made off okay. Denver gets Russell Wilson in a fourth round pick. Seattle gets Drew Locke. I everyone knows I'm a big Drew Locke fan. Just listen. I love quarterback who can put the ball through the side of a tank, through the side of tank armor, and I'm a big fan of Drew. Uh, Noah Fant, arguably, I think one of the most top ten, most talented tight ends in football. He's got to give him the damn ball. Shelby Harris, an underrated defensive tackle, two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth. That's all. Yeah, Seattle so, made out all right for what is what it seems like they do now, which is a rebuild. Well, you know it's so funny, right? Lockett possibly on the market. DK possibly on the market. When is Pete Carroll going to say like, "Do I really want to try this again?" They're. Like, I feel like they're going to see if like they can make Drew Lock work. If they can't, Pete retires next year. Um, I have a weird feeling like they're because like I was watching Drew Lock on film before. And before we get to Russ, Drew Lock is at his best when he has a fast receiver who gets downfield and he just yeets it. Denver's system is very, I wouldn't say vertical, it's mid-level to short-level throws. Agreed. Very similar to Philadelphia's or Indianapolis's, where it's a lot of layered stack throws, almost like Frank Reich-esque style throwing the ball. Doug Peterson, nah, actually, no, I take that back. Doug Peterson is five yards in cloud of dust running the football, screens, and then chucks. There, there, there's no in-between. So Lawrence going to have a lot of passing yards this year. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I think I think both teams won. So I, you, I was very say, so if, if you think that that's Drew Locke's strong point, then what what is Seattle doing putting Locke and a Metcalf on the market? Like I feel just, like they're answering because also Andrew, I don't mean to you know I don't I gotta tell you man like it's I I did all by the way folks you need your draft coverage you come to me our draft our of course our first mock draft me and Samir will be releasing it March twentieth ish level probably that week but i did all i did 90 percent of my draft like film watching this weekend in honor of the combine uh there's like seven good receivers at minimum in this draft mm-hmm. like there's no like jamar chase justin jefferson Devonte smith level superstar in the making kind of type but there are good receivers like there's definitely some like Keenan Allen level guys who are going to be top 10 guys before it's all said and done, at least at their current state. Uh, Olave love Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams. I love the kid out of, um, Oh my God. Arkansas. I can't remember his name right now. Big, big dude runs like a gal runs like a gazelle too. Um, either way, there was a kid, there was a kid out of, um, Baylor who almost broke the 40 record. A bunch of different receivers. And the craziest thing is that's not even half of them. And you have the kid at Penn State Doxon. And I'm that's like six right there. And that's just me even getting started. I watched tape on 10 receivers. I never get that deep. Usually I stop at six and I just say, you know what? I'll I'll catch their game tape during the draft, honestly. Yeah. But because usually my mock draft only goes two, three rounds max. So it's like at that point, what seven receivers are off the board if I'm lucky? Yeah. I think the most we ever saw was 20 uh, was the, yeah, it was last year. We had seven receivers, six receivers off the board by the end of the round two, but it's just a loaded class. So I think Seattle's like, we don't want to pay Metcalf. We don't want to pay Lockett. Mm-hmm. Let's go get like Olave. Let's go get like, um, let's go get Garrett Wilson. And then the second round, go get um, Doxon from Penn state. Oh my God. We have two receivers or the kid. Um, at the the white boy out of uh, Cincinnati, I think it's Pierce. Yeah, Alec Pierce. 
mm-hmm. who, by the way, 6'3", 220 can fly. I think he ran a 4.47. I was like, and is a great, great, great ball skills. I was like, I'm like, oh, this kid can play. So I guess his best pro comp to me is a faster Riley Cooper. Okay, nice. Like peak Riley Cooper, like 2014 Chip Kelly offense Eagles. Yeah. Like big physical receiver, good route running. Yes, Riley Cooper is white, so is Pierce, but (laughs) they have a very similar play style where Pierce and Riley Cooper can both high point the ball very well. Well, I I could also say faster Alshon Jeffrey, too. That was my other comp. Well, going young in the draft really does make sense. That's why I'm glad you you went there with that question because it's. You know what? What they have in Noah Fant now is, you know, they got him for one more year in a rookie deal, so they can really see if it's going to work out there. And then if they want to decide to pay anybody, they can pay him, anchor that offense around him with some young receivers, and and Drew Locke, if if he turns out, uh, you know, making waves in a in a new situation. Where, like you said, he's got the arm talent. It's just maybe Denver wasn't the the best situation for him. You know, it's it's not a bad bad decision to to maybe take a risk on a young look here. And because it it works out with the contracts, it works out with their salary. They can save up, and plus they got a crap ton of picks now too. So I'm also thinking of this like I'm thinking a little what the last three Denver head coach, defensive coaches. I think the uh, last defensive coach was Gary Kubiak, right? Yeah, I think I think that sounds right. It was Fox. Then it was the guy who got fired. I didn't think he should have been fired. Vic Fangio who I am so mad at Philadelphia for not letting go of Jonathan Gannon and getting Fangio because Fangio was like, I will definitely take a defensive coordinator job. And I'm like, with our defensive personnel, we would have a top five defense in the league. But whatever. <laughs> uh, Nick Sirianni, I just I pray. Anyway. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think both teams weird because Denver Broncos are there where Tampa Bay was to me in the 2020 season yeah. where – I don't they're think they're going to win their division. But then again, I don't know what the hell is happening with Kansas City. They may lose a three or four of their guys. So this could be the like the last like dominating window for them. What Patrick Mahomes did kick Jackson out. That is what we're forgetting, guys. <laughs> like there I, I don't think that's huge. <laughs> Andrew, I don't know if you're on TikTok at all. I'm not actually. But uh there was a TikTok going around. There was a, there some guy was at a bar and they saw Jackson getting trained as a waiter. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, that is the greatest thing I ever heard in my life. Big brother kicks I love him out. He's got to get a real Good job. For Patrick, <laughs> listen, yo, listen, okay, you know my first real job was? I was a cashier at Kmart. Then a busboy at a Mexican. <laughs> then the only white boy as a busboy at a Mexican restaurant. And then I worked my way up to landscaping, to selling sneakers, to financial. It's like, listen, that's how most of us normal 20 to 25-year-olds work. We don't just Definitely. dance on the side like a jackass and then try to act like a dickhead when we dance on Sean Taylor's memorial. Yeah. He, Trust he just, me, Jackson Mahomes is still I have I, I want to hit him still because of that. Like I love Sean Taylor. I'm an Eagles fan, but because of his hurricane days, I'm like Sean Taylor is basically like my guy. So I'm well, like some players just transcend fandom anyways. Yeah, it's, it's like I, I had utmost respect for him. So I was like, like, dude, like I, I love you. You you can't. I, I, it just, it's like, I, I love Ch- Sean Taylor. When he died, I was like, I was like, I remember I was like 12 years old. I was like, this is wrong. Yeah. On so many levels. Yeah. So that's, but, I think, I think that's probably good for Jackson to, uh, to get a taste of the real world. Yeah. And to get out of our lives. Um, <laughs> yes. cause I, besides, besides his NFL exploits, I do not know, would not, I don't follow him on TikTok or IG. I don't care of his existence. Nope. The only reason I know of his wife him. is because of Barstool. <laughs> It's just it's it's um it's definitely a, an interesting uh interesting concept. But yeah, no, I think Denver here, Jerry Judy, they the biggest thing to me is they didn't lose any of their receivers, which is no. huge. And they and they're considerably deep. I mean, so they're sneaky deep. Four, Obviously, four, they got Sutton deep. and Judy, but you know, then they you, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. Exactly. It's, I'm like, oh, my, and they didn't lose either of the running backs. Nope, I mean, I think Bell, I think I think MG three I think MG three is a free agent, but they still have Javante Williams. I could are, I can see, especially now. I, I Gordon will come back on a cheap deal. Oh yeah, he knows he's going to get doubt. dubs here. And also, yeah. that that two back running style they run is so good. It's mind numbing for fantasy purposes, but as a football team, it's a perfect one two punch. And that that team is just their point. Now, like you said, they're in a very tough division, so that's a uh, that's going to make the division hard, but. 
man, it's going to be an entertaining season when it comes to that division. Oh yeah, no, I it's it's. I was talking to my buddy today, and he's a Saints fan, right? Uh, it's not Cruz, by the way, guys. It's another buddy I have from the gym who listens to the show. Um, shout to shout to Brett. Um, he um. He was asking me, and he goes, "I've been a Saints fan for." He says because I've been a Saints fan for so long, right? But I love looking at Denver. My buddy's a huge Denver fan. I, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, here's the, the biggest issue with me is that I am trying to understand in my head like how I, even, I, I lost my train of thought. Holy smokes. I am really tired. <laughs> um, we were talking about Russell Wilson. We were talking about the the trade. Denver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Denver to me, I said the worst record in that division is going to be Las Vegas at, uh, what, like, maybe 9-8 and eight at the lowest? Because that's say, a yeah, solid team. 10-7, something like that. I'm just like, I'm like, guys, like, it's not – hard to figure out here like it's a good roster so mm-hmm. the biggest thing to me right now is that then you have K- what the chargers who are obviously going to get better yeah who are probably going to be a 10 10 11 win team chiefs perennial all-star team they're always there 12 13 win team but now this makes denver an 11, 12, 13, 10 win team. We don't know. So but it all depends on so dangerous because they sneak in as a wild card team, like they poise for a run. With also, a team like, like the, that. the AFC is just like their quarterback room. Holy smokes. The AFC is a, is just a monster this year. Well, as a fan of an NFC team, I'm the happiest man alive seeing Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I have to do it. Like, okay. Aaron Rodgers. Great. Aaron Rodgers, uh, what? And then after that, it's I don't know, Dak Prescott. Yeah, I was gonna say you got you got Rodgers, you got Dak, you got um, Stafford, <laughs> like, Stafford, Kyle, yeah. oh Kyler. You hit Kyler too. Every time he starts yeah. pouting on the bench. Um. So and then he, oh oh I'm sorry, Trey Lance. Okay, no. <laughs> as a guy whose team is captained by the late the, uh, by the great Jalen Hurts. I'm honestly not as afraid of the NFC anymore now that Russell's gone. Even I really wasn't before because Seattle was a train wreck. Yeah, they were going I've been down saying, fast, and they were bringing Russell down with them. I had three bowl predictions this year, Andrew. I said the Jets were going to win a lot more games than they did the year before. They won three more. I was okay. so close that I needed one yeah, more win, one and they would have hit my prediction. Um, I said the Seahawks were going to be a garbage team, and I said the Eagles were going to make the playoffs. And I got laughed at for every single pick, and they all came true. The biggest yep. thing with Seattle was Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson are the two best rolls of duct tape I've ever seen for a football team. Yeah. Those two's greatness has covered up so many issues. But also the biggest thing with Russ, everyone asked me, like, if there was a quarterback in free agency that wasn't Jalen Hurts that you get, who'd you think? I said, I gave him two options. I said, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. They're like, wait, why? I'm like, well, if Watson's, you know, not guilty, then he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. Oh, yeah, 100%. He gives you mobility, but he likes to throw from the pocket. He has great accuracy, good arm strength, and he's a good leader. Yep. And he doesn't know any, but he knows how to take care of his body. Um, Aaron Rodgers, possibly the most talented quarterback I've ever watched, arguably top 10 all time. He may not be, he may not have the titles or like the overall stats because of injuries, but he's still, I think, top 10 quarterback all time. I mean, if you and, count choking as an injury, then I mean, yeah, sure. But. Hey, hey, listen, listen. <laughs> I've also become a fan of him as a person. From what he's uh, from him being on McAfee, he's an interesting dude. I like interesting people. Okay, people who are born enough. Listen, Russell Wilson. I hate Russell Wilson because <laughs> I hate that rah rah like bullshit. I hate yeah, it. Yeah. I, I like authentic. I like off. I if you guys have not listened to this show before, it's your first time because you're a fan of Andrew's show. You will now know I am a very authentic person. I do not mince words. I say exactly what's on my mind. And I don't like how Russell Wilson plays off his vibe of I am a team first rah rah guy, but then pulls that bullshit with the Bears and forcing a deal. I don't like that because I know he's fake. He's shown evidence he's fake. I don't like fake people 
So I keep fake people off my podcast. So um I'm a real it, boy. I'm a real <laughs> exactly. No, so the biggest thing with me here was a I just it's so strange this whole thing now because now everything's gonna start falling apart. We've seen like five guys, yes. a lot of tight ends get franchise tags. They will run through the franchise tags real quick. Uh Dallas Cowboys franchise tagged Dalton Schultz, uh Bengals tagged. Jesse Bates, I was kind of sad about that. I would love to see him in an Eagle Green uniform. I know it wouldn't mm-hmm. happen, but still. Uh, <laughs> Finns get Mike Kosicki. Yep. Uh, Chiefs, Orlando Brown. Those are all the notable uh, ones. And last the, Br- the Browns did Njoku too, didn't they? Njoku, yeah. Njoku, that was this morning or yesterday. That? And then Chris Godwin to the Buccaneers. But that was expected. Um, if I'm Chris Godwin, I'm getting pissed. Because like, it's like who you're going to bring in and throw him the ball. You can't tell me. You can't tell me Kyle Trash. I'm a, I'm a current Hurricanes fan. So that's what we call him. Or I think it's a fair name for now. <laughs> or Blaine Gabbert. Listen, I am all for Blaine Ka- Gabbert's revival tour. Dude played great when he came in in his last two stops before he came here. He's not Tom Brady, though. Well, like, look, y'all ain't winning the division. <laughs> I think if we can safely say what's going to happen now, it's paving the way for a massive return of Byron Leftwich. <laughs> What, as a, head coach from, what? As, as a head coach when Bruce retires? Like, that's the only way I see that happening. Oh, my God. I remember Total Byron joke, obviously. Oh obviously, obviously, yeah. Um, But back to Aaron. You know, Aaron signed a four-year-old the Packers. Aaron, and last but not least, of course, Devontae Adams most likely getting the tag. I think he got He's already tag, been actually. given the tag, yeah. He He's got been it. given the tag, yeah. It's past 4 o'clock, I was going to say. Yeah. I've re- now, do you, I, so they said that they were going to do that no matter what. But do you believe that if, if Rodgers didn't stay? No! With- no, not I, I at all. Because he would have held out. He wouldn't have wanted to. Okay, I'm sorry. Jordan Love is not a starting quarterback. No. Jordan Love isn't even a backup quarterback. I watched that man single-handedly squander away an epic defensive performance from the Packers defense against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. I watched this guy make Trey Lance look like a sniper. I was like, holy smoke. Or Carson Wentz when his, knee- when his ankles are feeling wrong. Like, I was like, how is this kid a draft pick? I will admit, I was wrong on Jordan Love. I thought his tape looked good pre his new coach. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he couldn't get past the fact he changed coach junior year of college at Nevada because he's not the same player. Junior year Jordan Love looks like a pro prospect. Senior year Jordan Love is what we're getting. Exactly. And yeah, I get it. He kind of got sprung into the moment, but at the same time, he's been training behind Rodgers for how long? Even if it's second team reps, you still become a better player in the NFL. Of course you do. Do you think Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo would have been a starting quarterback if he hadn't been behind Brady for a couple of years? Yeah, doesn't he have is he is what is he like 15, 20 games over five hundred as a starter? It's yeah. like now look, I think he's good, but I, I think he learned a little something too. Yeah, it's like you also learn something from greatness. And Rogers is hyper competitive, but he's also like not a horrible dude to be around as a teammate. That's been the overwhelming, unless you listen to Greg Jennings. But then again, I think Greg Jennings is just a bitter ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Dude gets traded to the Vikings and his whole he's acting like Aaron Rodgers is the villain. Nah, Greg, you got slow. Um, you get slow. Yeah, you should start taking up Deshaun Jackson's. Deshaun Jackson's, what, 36 years old and still runs a ridiculous 40? Just his hamstring goes after about six rounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but still, like. Greg Jennings lost his ability to run. So he's, you know, he got cut and now he's bitter about Aaron. So anytime Greg Jennings opens his mouth about Aaron Rodgers, I just roll my eyes because it's like, bro, you are the, you're like Skip Bayless talking about LeBron. It does not matter what you say. You have well, an axe to grind. And I'm glad you agree about Adams and Packers in the Packers, though, because I, I was right before the show, I was watching Sports Center and they were saying, oh, the Packers said they would have franchise, franchise tagged him anyways. I said, I, my initial, my immediate instinct was, Really? Like I don't I don't believe that. Like I would have just if, they would have eaten that. They could easily like, go get they could easily go get another receiver in the draft and then oh my god, you build around Jordan Love. See if it works. If it doesn't, you let him go. Because yeah. next year's quarterback class, Andrew, is ridiculous. Exactly. Off the rip, uh Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, uh Tower Van Dyke from Miami. That's just through that's just the top three. There's like yep. four other ones that are really good too. That's why so, you should be seeing a lot of offensive linemen off the board in the first this year. Yeah. And receivers. And, and edge rushers. Especially yeah, edge rushers. Edge rushers. Really one, yeah. Another one I'm like, I'm like scared. I'm really hoping he doesn't the Giants don't take him at 10 or eight or whatever the hell they draft is uh Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. That man gives me some Miles Garrett vibes. Um 
be nasty. Oh my god, his tape is ridiculous. He run. He's a th- he's a four technique DN, which means he's inside the tackle, but he's got the freak athleticism and the size of an edge rusher, which is insane. Um, yeah, I think the Packers had no other choice. Like I yep. said, Eric, like Jordan Love's not a starter, and the fact of the matter is, they knew this was all or nothing. And I think Aaron, I think Aaron, his heart of hearts, realized like. It would have been weird in Denver. It would have been weird in Tennessee. It just makes sense. And Devontae coming back, that's great. And this is hysterical because I swear to God, I said this to you in the pre-show meeting. I think Russell was the back plan for Denver all along. They had a deal in place with Seattle. And the second the Rodgers news broke, because the Rodgers news broke about 1 o'clock, the Russell news broke about, what, 2.15? Yeah, it was very somewhere close. in that range. Yeah, I got, a, I got, a, I got a, my phone started ringing. Which and it was, means, uh, you know, they had, you know, they had already agreed on that, like for like a half hour, forty five minutes before. Oh no, they had probably they they probably had that one done and done and done, barring a, like the way they worded it. And I, I Cowherd, I guess said worded it this way because I heard this from him as well. I guess it's just barring Russell's and just shoot it to shit. But honestly, it, the fact that they're announcing it means he probably approved it already. Yeah, I would think so at this point. Yeah, because nobody's that dumb to send that trade through when Russell hasn't approved the trade. So yeah, that's that's my talk to him. Oh, get guaranteed. But I I love the deal. I think it's great. Happy for Aaron Rodgers. Sucks for Devontae Adams. He gets one more year with Aaron. That's fine. I do not see them working out a deal though. I think Adams. This is his last year. I agree. I agree. I don't think he's going to be there long term. I also think with Aaron, this may be either last year or the next year's is last year. Mm-hmm. I think this is like Brady, where it's like four years, but it's really two. Well, I wonder if I wonder if part of the stipulation is that I wonder if he's saying you got to get me. I know Adams isn't saying you got to go out and get me a receiver in this class. Yeah, and, and, it, and if they do and it works out, then he gives them a, another year or two beyond this one. And if, and if it doesn't work out, then that's when he says, "You know what? I'm not doing this again." Because you know Adams I, uh, is the type of person. I mean, he's done it before. Where he he constantly bitches about his his weapons, and sure, in, he bitches about the quantity of weapons. I guess because it's hard to bitch about your weapons when you got Devontae Adams as your main target. You're throwing to like eighty percent of the time. Yeah, I just um, it's it's so it's crazy. Like I I think that unfortunately with the Packers, I feel like they're not as bad as the Saints are. But they're mm-hmm. they're not in good cap space at all. So yeah. the wizardry that's going to come in the next like week or two to figure out their cap space is going to be incredible. It's going to yeah. be almost as good as the Saints last year. But then again, they just cheated and just said Taysom Hill. If you're not if you don't play X amount of snaps a quarterback, we pay as the tight end. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, but you know, either way, that's the only that reason was... why Jameis Winston was there. <laughs> oh my god! By the way, I really hope he gets another deal. He was fun to watch. Winston, you're saying or Hill? James Winston with LASIK yeah. surgery. Yes, James Winston. Yeah, <laughs> I, like now that he actually can see, I always like not, not bad. I, well, look, James Winston was always entertaining. He was that high risk, high reward kind of quarterback that people love to watch. Because even when he messes up and threw an interception in Tampa, like it was still kind of entertaining. <laughs> oh, you don't know. No. He's the Trayvon Diggs of quarterbacks. I've been saying this for years. Oh my God. You either That's are going to get a example. touchdown, touchdown or pick, and there's no in-between. And me and Kevin <laughs> had example. a tracker on our Twitter, for not our Twitter, but we had it on, like, on our, our notepads. I mean, he was so – we wanted him to get the 40-40 club, 40 touchdowns, 40 interceptions. <laughs> he was on pace. He needed seven his last game. Oh. It would have been just, great. Just break the NFL record, right? Um, oh my God. Yeah. So it's been a crazy day in the NFL. Um, some good news though. Shout out to Mike Williams, three years, mm-hmm. $60 million extension from the, uh, the chargers today. Justin Herbert gets his big, his big play guy back. I still think they'll go get another speed guy in the draft, maybe second, third round. Yeah. Cause you know, Keenan Allen's always going to, they're him and Keenan Allen are weird. Like they always, each of them at least misses one game per year by injury. Only one. <laughs> well, Keenan Allen usually two or three. Yeah. Mike Williams one or two. It's but like no, they I, each. They I agree each with the premise least... of your statement, though. Yeah, it's like I should extend it more. I was trying to be generous here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I everyone had Mike Williams going. Nobody had him resigning. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Good, good for uh, good for the Chargers getting it done. Yeah. 
they get they got a uh, they they still like you said they still got some weapons over there. So if they add one more one more speed guy, you know, that's once again that division. <laughs> Watch out. Like the only speed right now I have is Jalen Guyton, but then again, like even him as the number three or four is like kind of he's got like that Tim Patrick type where it's like, yeah, he's not great, but holy smokes, he'll blow the top off a of defense if you're not careful. So now this is now this is an interesting thought though. So just because we're we've been talking about this division pretty much this whole time now with Denver yeah. and, and whatnot. If the Chiefs have another kind of four or five game span like they did this year where they didn't look like the Chiefs, do they survive that division? Like, do they no. still have enough no, to survive not this that division? Year. I think they locked out a lot this year. I think so too. Like that's they locked out it, because the Bengals basically took out every threat to them that there was possible in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Like Tennessee and Buffalo, like in Buffalo, by the way, that coin goes the other way. Buffalo wins that game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. And the thing was like, Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the league to me. You can't tell me that is my personal. Josh Allen to me is the most, if I, if you said you have to win one NFL game tomorrow and you need one quarterback. No, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah Josh Allen, I would take Josh Allen. Cause as much as I love Stafford, as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, as much as I love Mahomes, Josh Allen can do everything for me. Mm-hmm. I need to win one game to save the world. I pick Josh Allen because Josh Allen can sit back, let 45 to 50 balls rip, still run for 20 yards. You give a decent running back. Oh, no. Now he can just out throw your corners and your safeties are in the box because they're trying to stop the run, which is why. If and when Saquon becomes a free agent or Fournette becomes a free agent or Kenneth Walker in the second round, possibly. Um, yeah, Buffalo is probably getting a running back, and the AFC should be fucking scared because I don't care who's playing run quarterback in that anywhere in the AFC West. Buffalo is a buzzsaw waiting to happen. Because apparently uh, they are one of the fa- they're one of the dark horses to get Chandler Jones, too. Him and Gregory Rousseau as an edge rush is terrifying. I have Buffalo pegged as a prime spot for another special talent that we might get to later talking about oh okay so um we don't have well, to go there now we can work our okay. way there well <laughs> well we have two more topics left at least in the football and then it's kind of free flow and yep. then i may start bragging about a bet i made this weekend how much i love watching coach k suffer um so that'll just be a little it'll be a little tease for later in the show so stick yeah, around. yeah well speaking of weird rumors um Christian McCaffrey has been part of trade rumors lately. And it's strange because I don't get Carolina as an organization anymore. I really don't. Okay. They they make no sense. The three man weave, they play a quarterback every Sunday guys. That only works in passing, not quarterbacks. And two, you're only, I, I get it. McCaffrey can't stay healthy because his body is literally so fine tuned. He, he steps on a pebble the wrong way. He tears something, mm-hmm. but I also feel like then there's something there. There's like, he never got hurt in college or he barely got hurt in college, at least from my recollection, there's something uh, yeah. wrong. He's doing as a pro. I mean, Maybe it's just it, wear and tear it, with how much he's getting used. I mean, Oh, I mean, or it's Olivia Copo just going too hard on him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Either way, it's, it's turning like it's with McCaffrey. What drives me nuts is that like he's such a talent, but I watched him get hurt. The injury that basically knocked the season out. I was watching it live. I'm like, see, it's the Texans. I was like, wow, that's it. Yeah, it that's it all it took. Much. It wasn't much. That's for sure. This year, I literally had my ankle go into a divot today. And yeah, I wasn't moving at, you know, 22 miles an hour running on a football field. But I think I was like, Dude, that guy's got something wrong with him because his body just gets hurt badly on the slightest of foot. I mean, I just want him to succeed. He's a great guy. He's a hell of a talent. He's fun to watch, and it just sucks that we never get to see him play because when he plays, he's electric. Well, I mean, I guess we're going there now because that's exactly who I thought would fit perfectly with Buffalo. Now, I'm not I, sure if they get the firepower to do it because they only get the 25th. They're not. But I so I don't know if it would actually happen. But I think like we've already talked about with, with Allen being able to move, I think it takes some some pressure off of McCaffrey to be get the amount of touches he's been getting. So maybe it keeps him playing a few more games. 
and then all the other weapons around them. And then what's something that that you could say the Panthers need? They need a third receiver. They they need a yeah. slot receiver. Mm-hmm. So uh, Robbie Anderson, if, well, if if Robbie Anderson stays with the team, but another reason why they need a receiver, Buffalo's got some receivers that they could probably deal with well, that first Gabriel round pick Davis. this year. They're losing Gabriel Davis to uh, free agency. Yep. Um, dude had a hell of a last game of the season, man. But um, I honestly think with Buffalo, for schematic wise, they need a power back. I think they need somebody who's going to literally like. Honestly, the best fit for them is Fournette for me. Oh, I could it, see that it, too. I, yeah, a game breaker who can just literally you could just either he could bl- blast through the line of scrimmage and bust out a forty yarder, or knock you down a couple pegs with four or five five yard runs. Jordan Howard also be a good fit for them. He's a free agent out of Philadelphia. Even though there's a very good chance Philly will just throw a small contract at him, they'll take it. Yeah. Um, like I said, the kid out of Iowa State, Kenneth Walker's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see I think, them just going the draft route too for that. Yeah, because you know what? Honestly, they did with Zach Moss. And Moss isn't a bad number two back. He's not what Singletary is not a starting back. He's not. And what what he had a good end of the year. Like he he finished strong, but that's that's just not. We know this by now. It's not who he is. Yeah, and I think the bill. And, and as much as you know, Sean McDormand McDormand drives me nuts. I don't think he's dumb enough to understand. Um. Like that's not a primary running back whatsoever. So it really is going to come down to what Buffalo does going forward. But I still think if they get any kind of running back who can sustain 20 carries a game, 15, 20, whatever it is, they will win that division. They will probably steamroll half that. They, their two biggest needs, they need another corner with Tredavious white and they need another edge rusher and a running back. But those are three positions in this draft and this free agency period. There are guys available. So should be interesting to go through. Um, Last but not least, speaking of uh, interesting transitions and just interesting ways, like I'm trying to understand the logic behind the Dallas Cowboys. I really am, and I say this as an Eagles fan who watch loves to watch the Cowboys bumble themselves out of wins. Um, if I'm an organization and I want a guy gone because the, the deal I gave him was stupid for what we were trying to do as a franchise, the Cowboys give Mark Cooper a massive deal two years ago. But then go and draft CeeDee Lamb, who they're going to have to pay a boatload of money. Yep. Lack of foresight. I wonder if they thought CeeDee Lamb would turn into a one or if they thought he would just be. A t- I mean, CeeDee Lamb think- was obviously well, going to be a one, but yeah. this is the Cowboys we're talking about. And they have Michael Gallup, who they're probably going to resign now because if they're going to get rid of Cooper, they're not going to let Gallup walk. Oh, I, w- I would assume the same, yeah. Because So – with Cooper, Cooper has never. I, I said this before uh, to a buddy, a couple of people, Jim, of course, uh, who I have a lot. Of, I really have a lot of followers uh, <laughs> from my gym, right? So I said, I'm like, has Cooper ever really had that one A get me the goddamn ball? I'm gonna go get us a dub kind of mentality. Yeah. Now Devonta Adams, De- DeAndre Hopkins, I, I I'd say Tyreek Hill, but like you know, it's just he also has Travis Kelsey there, so it's kind of hard with that. But you know, um, Justin Jefferson, you can go as far back as even guys like T.O. Chatter Singletary, Holt. These guys always had it. Even some of these younger guys, like uh, I said, J.J. Even Devontae Smith has had it for Philly. Um, who's the other kid this year who's got the rookie? Jamar Chase. Oh yeah. C.D. Lamb exactly has that. Like yeah. I'm gonna go get us a dub. Just get me the damn ball. Even in his Oakland days, I never thought that about Amari Cooper. I'm like, this kid's a freak. He can run. He runs great routes. But I'm never like, oh, my God, Amari Cooper is going to be the death of our organization. Like, we're going to lose this game probably miss the playoffs. Nah, it's like, yeah, he might break my quarterback's ACL. Shout out to Ronald Darby. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, I don't like he's never really had that, like, I'm going to take over a game kind of mentality. Whereas like in Seattle sometimes. Oh yeah. He definitely is quit on his team. Like whereas like Seattle, they had two guys who could like take over a game and, and beat yeah. you with a lock and Metcalf. And now both might be out. We don't know. But with Cooper, it's so weird. Cause I have heard a moronic jets fan. I wouldn't call him moronic. He's a nice guy. He didn't, he didn't seem that dumb. Um, I had a lunatic level jets fan telling me that he's going to the jets. I'm like, well, first of all, Unless the Cowboys trade him there, good luck. Second of all, if I'm a Dallas Cowboys, if I'm trying to get rid of somebody, 
why in the shit would I throw the hedge out there that, oh, hey, yeah, if we don't get a trade partner by X date, we're cutting him. Yeah, when, that never works out. Um, that's like saying, oh, hey, I'm going to stick you up in a bank with a gun. It's not loaded. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like you're taking away all of your leverage by saying that. They said this to my, oh, yesterday, Mac and his Darius Butler, AJ Hawk brought it up. It's like, it doesn't help, or maybe Rappaport, it doesn't help anybody. It really doesn't, except for every team. Right, so let's say I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, right? I don't love, let's say I'm like, I'd rather have Amari Cooper for two, three years with Smith and Quez Watkins than if I can't get Metcalf and I don't feel like trusting a draft pick, I'd rather go get all defensive guys in the draft. If I'm Philly, I'm like, oh yeah, Dallas, you know how we made that trade to us for screw over the Giants, right? We're going to wait and then we're just going to give Amari because he almost signed with us two years ago. We're just going to throw him like $15 million and call it a day because we have the cash base for that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just, I'm looking at Dallas like, you guys are really slipping. <laughs> they must be really desperate for cash with that DAC deal because they know, they're they yeah. smelling it. They're going to have to pay CD. They're, I, I'm waiting for them to cut Zeke because they have Tony Pollard and they're not going to be able to keep both. <laughs> it's, they're going to have to cut. They're going to have to pay Pollard. They're not going to let him walk. Thing to watch. It's not a bad thing to watch out for. I know. Well, my other thing was like Zeke to De- Zeke to Buffalo was like my dark horse thing. I could that would be that that'd be big. That's well, because that... also he can block, he can catch passes, and he yep. can run for power, which is three things Buffalo desperately needs. Well, because we've seen them desperately try it with the backs they have as far as the passing games go. And I'm sorry, Singletary is not a pass catcher. Moss, who was supposed to be a pass catcher, just doesn't really seem to have Moss it. is just Moss is just a good like. Okay, I need somebody who can get downhill quick. Can lower his shoulder. Yeah, he's kind of like getting eh back, but it's it's crazy to me. It's like I don't know where Dal- Dallas Dallas is probably sitting there this offseason like shit. We gave Dak all this money and we paid everyone else, and now we're screwed. I feel like they also probably owe Jalen Smith money from cutting him like mid season last year too. That wouldn't shock me, yeah, because that contract was insane too. Um. See, and I think Dallas is going to have to do something like because let me. I want to quickly look at Parsons and Diggs are going to have to pay as well. They still paying Lawrence a buttload of money, half that old line. I don't know where they're pulling this money from. Like I could I, see, I could see Dallas like as far as filling that Cooper role, not that role, but just like that spot with Dev, like going and get someone cheap like a Jay Sean Hamilton who looks like he's going to be free here from Denver now. Um, oh yeah. And being healthy, like that's someone they can get super cheap. Who's you know was originally a fourth round talent. Maybe he's got something left, you know, coming after that injury that he had. So I could see them trying to do something like that, but they probably overpay for him too. It's it's weird because it's like I could also see them going out and get like a mid level guy like Gabriel Davis, who because like they just can't afford to pay anybody else. So what's like, nice with what they got going is that with with so say Cooper's gone with with the guys they got between you know Gallup and Lamb and Schultz and then Elliott and Pollard out of the backfield you know they got they got levels to their offense they can attack yeah. you on all the different levels so anybody else they add to that it's just going to be kind of gravy to to really try to mess with like they're yeah. going to be able to do some stuff if they, but they got to play it right and do they have the coaching staff to to play that. The, you know those weapons, right? That's they also got a bank they can keep hitting on defensive guys. Well, that's true, yeah, because they've gotten some amazing picks out of the draft on defense. But it's like it's like yeah, you got Lawrence, you got Parsons, and I think even as much as Trayvon Diggs is one of the first Pro Bowl corners to give up a thousand yards ever. Yeah, that's I, a joke. I, oh my god! And the Not fact that somebody, somebody tried to compare him to Darrell Revis, almost shit. Oh my brick. god! I'm like. I'm like, but Revis had no picks. I'm like, yeah, because quarterbacks weren't dumb enough to throw it at him. And I'm sorry, but half of Diggs' interceptions, there was no one around him for like five yards. Or he tips. just happened to like, or tips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, so here's here's one for you. Um, Eagles Cowboys. That blo- people who call Eagles him Cowboys. Eagles Cowboys. Week four. Devontae yeah. Smith slipped and yeah. fell down. If Smith catches that ball, he's still running. The safety was out of position. Exactly. At least how it looked on tape. I'd have to go back, but it, from my recollection, I'm I watching this. Talking about. Oh, exactly. Is that? In, it's just Devonte had that burnt. So of course, you know, hurts his ball placement wasn't great either. But that's another here but, nor but, there. But, but the bottom and, line is, Diggs didn't make that play. Diggs, um, the the Kendrick Bourne, your Patriots fan, Kendrick Bourne. Yep. 
back-to-back plays, same fucking route, two different results. It's like, it doesn't take a rock. Okay, so if I'm covering somebody, if I watch it's the same release, same footwork, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the same route. I'm going to the same spot. Yes. I'm tell- yelling to my safety, he's running a post, and I'm having the safety cut off the ball. Nah, Trayvon Diggs just gets smoked by Kendrick Bourne, who is not known for his speed. He all it takes a simple double move, a shoulder shake, and you can get Trayvon Diggs. You know, let's rephrase that: his, shoulder shake his... and actual decent ball placement. Well, yeah, it, it still takes a good throw. Yes, but I mean, what I'm saying is more so what it takes to to get Diggs panicking and and losing his balance or changing his uh, his line on a on a play. Like he bites for for some of the simple stuff. And, and that's why I think it's crazy that the people that he's getting compared to and the fact that he was a pro bowler is a strictly numbers thing. It's so numbers, and it, it just shows how much of a joke the pro bowl is. Uh, yes. But what also cracks him about all this with the Cowboys is that I just don't know, like, how are they going to pay everybody? I really don't. I feel well, like yeah, it's going to be a big problem. Well, they better hope it hit on another corner because, I, I like, who's going to cut, like, I don't know who's going to cover. They can't. They can't get a safety to save their life. Yeah. So, it, so, so the the two big teams that that we've been hearing or that I've heard recently that Cooper going to is either the Patriots or the Dolphins. Do you have a feeling on which one is more likely or which one is a better fit? I'll throw some wild cards into you. Patriots, I could see happening, but it's like almost like I want. Well, the Patriots didn't tag J.C. Jackson today, so. They're letting him walk. So it means they might be going after offense and might try to draft defense, which for Bill, that's scary. Here's the thing. That throws me, that throws me. And now that Godwin's off the market, it even raises Cooper's value. Yes. But I want to see like interest. The Patriots are weird where I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because last year they went and splurged, but like it was all mid-level guys. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They splurge at McDonald's. <laughs> okay, so it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, I'm not going to lie. Like, Aguilar's explosive. When you use him correctly, Aguilar's a good number two or number yeah, he, three receiver. He, just, he wasn't a good fit. He didn't work out. Kendrick Bourne, not a bad piece. He's just not a primary secondary piece. Yeah. What's weird is that, like, <sighs> Hunter Henry worked out pretty well. Yeah. And hopefully, Jonu Smith turns around for next year and can also work out. That's we'll if he gets to let him, like, let him go. It's like it's like I don't even yeah. know how to like characterize it. It's just I don't know what to make of the Patriots anymore. I I really don't. I just Bill has completely gone off reservation. This oh, is a yeah. new frontier. It's <laughs> a new frontier, <laughs> 20, man. Twenty years of cruise control, like <laughs> it's a new frontier, man. I don't know no. what's happening. I'm just I'm here for the ride with Belichick at this point. The Dolphins. I don't know. I mean, I guess Will Fuller's walking. I'm not surprised apparently, that happens, Apparently, yeah. but, you know, you have Waddle. You have Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. You have Gusecki back. I think the first thing they go fucking do is get the guy goddamn running back. I don't care. If, like, if Zeke's yeah. there, go get Zeke. Go oh, get agreed. Barkley. Go get Fournette. It's like, holy smokes. Like, I like I don't give a f- – I don't care how many receivers you put in front of. Like, Mike McDaniel, I listen to this guy on McAfee. By the way, you want to hear an amazing interview? Go listen to him on McAfee. Not only does the dude sound like he's wasted the entire time, which is hysterical because <laughs> that's just how he talks. Mike McDaniel is one of the smartest human beings. A Yale guy, Yale receiver. Shout out, Connecticut. Shithole we are. Um, you even? <laughs> Yale kids were the worst at bars, by the way. Just side note, they're Shocker. the worst. They, they like they like acted like southern us us kids from southern about to like steal, like like we're about to steal their money or something. Like guys, it relax. We're just going to a cheaper school than you, and they'll get the <laughs> same degree in about two years. Oh, you went to Yale? Yeah, but I did this and this. I just I, 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 anyway. I just if I'm the Dolphins, O line and running back first, definitely. You drafted a receiver first, like first overall last year for your pick. Maybe, maybe you'll get another young guy, Rontua. Unless Cooper's price tag is stupid fucking low, and you guys can go get like Kenneth Walker, or I can't remember the kids or uh, the kid out of ASU who I, I love. Hey, this kid's Le'Veon Bell. Point <laughs> out by the way. Um, but then on top of that, like the the running back class for this year is really good. 
in free mm-hmm. agency. Just do that first. Just Miami, I'm not a Tua guy. You guys, everyone knows this. I'm not a Tua fan. I mean, it's because Alabama fans have made me hate this guy, even mm-hmm. though he's probably a nice dude. Just go get a running back. Just, just not, no, no, no more receivers. Okay. No more free agent receivers. They're going to get hurt. Oh, two weeks into the fucking season. Go get a running back. It'll save you some heartache later in the, in the day. Um, I just, with Miami, it's like it. So my dark horse for that also is what about green Bay and Amari Cooper? I mean, if they can figure out some cap space for them, maybe do some funky shit with the cat, maybe some incentives or whatever. I mean, do you think Cooper's at the point now where he's, he's willing to take less? So I mean, a, if he, okay. I think I, well, I should rephrase this. I think he should be at that point now where he, he's willing to he's take 20, less to, to be in a good age. spot. He's my oh, he, age. I know. He's still, he's, it's, he would, it, I can't believe how young he is. I'm it like, feels like he's shit. been in the league for like, you know, 10 years or so. It's well, cause just, he came out as a junior. That's why. Yeah. Or, a, or like a retro sophomore, but it's like, it's incredible to me. Um, and I'm, I was talking to somebody about this. I'm like, he's really young. It's like he's had a lot of injuries though. It's it's like, would you take him in Philly? I'm like, for a cheap price, fuck yeah, I would. Yeah. Would if I'm any team, I would be like, uh, how much? Oh, that's it. Oh yeah, deal. We'll take him two years, just yeah. right at the door. Take him on an Alshon Jeffrey deal, injury prone, young younger years. See what happens. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, cut him loose. Notice that Alshon Jeffrey hasn't gotten a contract since. <laughs> um, Howie Roseman may be evil, but he's an evil genius. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's going to be weird with Cooper. I just don't know how it's going to happen. Watch. I wake up tomorrow morning. Amari Cooper's been traded to some Fugazi-ass team. So. I, I will I will say I think the Patriots are more likely to get someone like an Allen Robinson than an Amari Cooper. That's what I was thinking. Allen Robinson yeah. was my pick for them. I think – a guy who's down on his luck, had a rough last year. Right up Bill just, Belichick's alley. He, he can just throw a little bit of money at him and say, look, he's going to be like, a, he's going to be like, so I heard you need a career revival. Hmm. He, he's the man. He's a, he's a, a master of, let me throw this 20 incentive contract at you. Yeah. But also it's like, I'm also going to make fun of Belichick for a second. Cause he also did let Braxton Barrios walk. And that man's not tearing up for the Jets. Shout out to yeah. uh, one of my boys from the U. God, Barrios was coming back. Yeah, all right. Barrios was electric at Miami, but he's even more explosive in New York, which is yeah. insane to me. But I just, I, I, I love. For this is my favorite time of year, Andrew. It really is. I, it's like my favorite part about my birthday, besides you know, celebrating my friends and family and the fact it's St. Patrick's Day. So it's a day where it's encouraged to drink whiskey and beer and <laughs> corned beef. Even though I never actually have corned beef and cabbage anymore, I actually order a corned beef Reuben. I never actually eat corned oh, beef and okay. cabbage anymore because you know what? It's just it doesn't. The cabbage just never appealed to me. The potatoes, yeah, corned beef, yeah, just cabbage. I'm I'm kind of out on it, yeah, but so corned beef right Reuben, corned beef Reuben slaps. Um, I will say this. This is my favorite time of year. Like two years ago during the middle of the pandemic, I was on a bum. I was bummy because I just shut down my state. And they're like, oh, Darius Slated Eagles. And then, like, you know, the day before, it was like seven or eight free agency signings. And I love how there's you start playing analysts, you start thinking about what's yeah. gonna happen next. It's all fun, right? It's the best time of year besides the draft. And I mean, last year, shout out to our boy Dan Mater, MD Fantasy host of the draft last year. I he got me on camera. 30 seconds after the Eagles and Cowboys swap picks <laughs> and they took Smith. And I'm like, this, I'm like, I'm like frozen. He goes, your, your camera good. I'm like, yeah, I'm in shock. <laughs> yeah. So, that's uh, uh and shout out to that. Uh, you know, again this year, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm back on it and maybe I I'll, can get ho- co-hosting duties. Cause you know, be, I'll, I'll be on there for a few, few, yeah, few spots. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't do uh, I, I didn't do Super Bowl this year. Super, I did Super Bowl. Super Bowl was a lot of fun. Super Bowl, I I, I watched for a little bit. I was well, having I'm trouble. I'm saying I did this the show here. On yeah, no, I was. I, I, was, I was talking about. I watched yeah. it for all. I watched it for a little bit. I think I caught. Oh, the back end, I caught the back end of your segment. I had to miss it for an intern meeting, and then I got given a crappy assignment. And I was like, you know what? Instead of having me make Andy split his time, I'll just have Andy do the whole segment like he was supposed to. Because Kelsey was doing me a favor, 
And I felt bad. I was like, yo, Andy was there for the meeting. Just give him the fucking segment. And I also had to... that food se- and drink segment too. Oh yeah. Fantastic. So I, you know, what my drinks were craft beer and whiskey. I'm not a very original <laughs> person when I drink. It's like I stick to the basics. Yeah, I hear that. So you know, but like I also had to cook like a shit ton of food for like 20 people. So it was like I was like, you know what? Give it to give it to Andy. I'll 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 catch you guys for the draft. <laughs> Perfect. So, so I talk. I've been on two shows or three or four shows that re- that week already talking about the Super Bowl. I was ready to call. It. I'm like, guys, let's get the fucking game started. Already. I'm done with this. <laughs> uh, the problem is the Super Bowl. It's like I I I gotta get used to this because I've been covering the Super Bowl now for Belly Up for three four years now. Four years from Super Bowls. Um, counting this year, every fucking year, it's the same problem. We talk about it so damn much for two fucking weeks, and then by the day, I'm sick of it. You you just have no interest in being, like, invested in the game once it's on. So the worst of it, I've been lucky. Out of the last five years, Philly, New England, um, Tampa Bay, and uh, Kansas City, Kansas City and San Francisco, and then uh, this year, L.A. and Cincinnati have all been electric Super Bowls. Yeah. Even last year, as much as it was a beatdown, it was still entertaining to watch. Well, because it was Brady and what? Yeah, it also it watching had, it had a different entertainment value. Also, after Brittany Mahomes basically declaring war on every NFL fan base, it was kind of fun <laughs> to watch that too. Um, but the Patriots and Rams made me want my refund back for the gas I burnt driving to that. that as a, as a Patriots fan, I was bored. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I was won. so upset, and I had to work the next morning. It was the one that was the first Super Bowl I didn't even attempt to take the next day off. I said, yeah. "I'll work, I'll work." It's not like I'm going to give a fuck about this game anyway. <laughs> I had yeah, two beer, I had two and a half beers, and I was like, I- I- "I'm done, I'm done." This is actually pissing me off. I went home. <laughs> now, San Francisco, Kansas City. I had my two friends who like to have fun and like have a good time. We killed a half a bottle of Henny and a pint of Fireball plus like Ugh, two six fireball. packs of IPAs. Ugh. Oh my god! It was just like the next morning. I felt like a zombie until about three o'clock in the afternoon. Fireball anyway, and the Gillicuddies can just go to the bottom of my trash can. Oh, oh yeah, no, mine is uh, mine is my 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 mixture is a uh, Henny and Jack Daniels. You want to okay. see me just die? If that's what it is. Um, <laughs> Because those two, they, they bring out the they bring out the fun side of me. Jack Daniels and Henny bring out my fun side, but it also the next morning I pay for it. So yes, all right, that wraps up for NFL talk, uh, folks. It's time for the last call, first last call of season seven. So Woo-woo. without further ado, no smooth jazz. I'm, I'm kicking that to the curb. Nobody gives a shit about the smooth jazz anymore. Oh, um, see, I'm, I'm a smooth smooth jazz fan. Just, yeah, but we kidding. haven't found a we haven't found a we haven't found a song that fits my tone. Half the time it's like a Motley Crue ripoff because I'm pissed off about something. <laughs> um, folks, I was in a I was having a rough day on Saturday. I'm not gonna lie, I was going through some stuff. Uh, you know, my personal life's been a little wild right now. But um, in the will of the moment, I threw down five dollars on North Carolina against Duke. Now, if you guys were living under a rock and have not been living in the college basketball universe, that was Coach K's last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. 90-something Duke fans of attendance, celebrities from Kyler Murray to Adam Silver to Jerry fucking Seinfeld. Anyway, the money line was like plus four-something. The the spread was 11.5. Me being the, not the generic gambler, the smart gambler I was like, listen, $5, I'm going to burn this at the bar tonight anyway. I might as well put on something productive. Go heels. And <laughs> it's like, it's like eight 15 where I'm literally me. And my buddies are getting into our, tr- his truck to go to the bar. We were going to like a country bar. The fact we we're getting in a truck and drinking beers was the greatest. It was like, just perfect. It was a perfect situation. And I checked my phone, North Carolina, 94, Duke 81. Proceed Jared falling off his seat, laughing hysterically. He's saying F Duke. This is awesome. I grew up a diehard Tar Heels fan for only one sport, and that was basketball. I despise them for every sport. Everyone who listens to the show knows that. But there is one team in sports I despise more than the Dodgers, the Florida State Seminoles, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, the Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans Saints. I can keep going. It is the Duke Blue Devils. 
I despise the Blue Devils. I despise Coach K. I despise their fans. I despise the stupid <laughs> fucking stadium they play in. I despise the town of Durham. I despise their logo, their stupid colors. It's actually nice colors, but I just despise them. Um, and I despise their players in the NBA. It makes it so – thank God Duke, Duke players really don't play for Minnesota that much. I have never had to worry about play, voting for – except for like Tyus Jones for like three seasons when he's on the Timberwolves. You know, repping one, repping my Wolves right now. Um, <laughs> it was so sweetly satisfying to watch not only this pompous – jackass that I've had to watch coach against me, coaching my favorite team my entire life. Okay, yes, I'm going to say that. Because every story I've heard behind the scenes about Coach K is that he's a pompous prick. Whether it's the story about how he pushed John Schneider to be his replacement mm-hmm. or the fact of how he's like, you know, been like very anti, he's spoke out against one and done, but then goes and signs 15 of them. And then, you know, Everything about how he handles himself. And the fact is, watch, and everyone basically, he, him basically with this retirement tour saying he wants everyone to kiss his feet as he walks by. The fact that we were able, I don't care if we win a single fucking game in the tournament. The fact that we were able to spoil this prick's last game. <laughs> I usually don't say this, like, I usually don't like call people pricks. Or, I've just never been a fan of Coach K's demeanor, the way he's handled himself. That's, I think that's same, fair. It's He's, also the same reason I don't like Russell Wilson. It's I sense the fakeness in how he talks. Yeah. And listen, if I ever got a chance to meet Coach K and he was able to prove me wrong, which I doubt would ever happen, especially the way I'm talking about him right now, <laughs> it's 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 the same way I never liked Jim Calhoun. Okay. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm from Connecticut. <laughs> I fucking hate UConn. Or I don't hate you. I don't like UConn. I'll root for them in a pinch. Yeah. Because you know. I'll just do it to be an asshole and root for the opposing team, especially if my friends are rooting for the opposing team. That's what I did well, in West Virginia my whole time at college. I just rooted against the the Mountaineers. Oh, like you're like the fifteenth West Virginia like grad I've ever met. I, I didn't go to WV. Oh, I you didn't to, go to? I went to a small go? college in West Virginia, uh, West West Virginia Wesleyan. Oh, okay. I actually know somebody who went to West Virginia Wesleyan. Um, oh, I'll look well, up that later. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But um, you know, but uh, I have a. It's so funny. It's just with, with Duke, it's just, it was always been like, I've always just hated the Duke brand. It's the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Yankees. It's that arrogance, that pride I fucking hate. Now you're speaking my language, hating on the Yankees. There we go. Well, listen, I uh, listen. Oh, one will always live as my favorite world series for a certain reason. Snakes, baby. Got them at one time. Um, uh, I've been a diehard Diamondbacks fan since I was a little kid, and that was our one shining moment. And um, yeah, no, Duke, man, it's just it's hysterical to me. You know what the best part is? It would be the most Duke way to end the season for them to blow it to a, a sixteen or an eighteen seed, uh, like a, or a fifteen seed. God, that would be like up oh, the world is back to normal. Duke's blown another <laughs> lead. Duke's blown another game. I do always enjoy seeing that, considering I don't really have a team in the college. Yeah. I mean, my team is BC, so I don't really have okay. a team in the college. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm an ACC guy too. Like my backup team is Miami, and Miami, Duke, North Carolina hate each other. But you know, it's yeah. like I have to root for both teams for obvious reasons. But it's like, you know, it's going to be interesting. Like when I'm like watching um, the tournament this year, I I get excited um, to uh, you know enjoy. I I just, I, I enjoy the tournament. I enjoy. Like if I have a day off or whatever, just watching games on my phone while I'm doing shit. Yeah. Like, you know, and just enjoying the like also the conference tournaments are just electricity. So mm-hmm. shots more boys actually going to the big east tournament MSG this year. He's he's hype. Nice. Uh I would I would have killed to go to the ACC back when I was at Barclays, but uh no chance. But <laughs> all right, so I'm not a big wrestling guy here, but um two big names are coming back to WrestleMania this year. The GOAT, Pat McAfee, who wrestling some Instagram guy who I've never fucking heard of. And what? Stone Cold Steve Austin. One beer, two beers, three beers. Yeah, I'm, I, you know what? I might, you know what? I, I get why people love wrestling. I love the branding behind it. I love how people, how devoted fans to it. I love the characters behind wrestling. I say the so, fans is what makes wrestling wrestling for sure. It's so, without, it's, without it, that, that's, that's, that crazy passion like it, it wouldn't be 
what it is. It's so much. I, I enjoy how people at wrestling just act. I love the fans. I'm like, you guys are like the coolest fans ever. There's no, it, they're so devoted to it. And it makes me, I appreciate that. Nothing pisses me off more than Fairweather fans. Yeah. As an Eagles fan, especially who I went to my first Eagles game this year in the link. I've been to a couple, like when they're on the road, I went to my first one at the link this year, the Tuesday night game against Washington. It was a Tuesday night game. Andrew it was sold out. Oh, wow. Or almost sell out. There was a couple empty bleachers on the side where the rain was coming in. Yep. Um, it was electric. The energy, and I'm like, you know what? This is why I love sports. I love sports because of fan electric fan bases. So when I'm at a fucking Yankees or a Lakers game or any of this crazy shit, like half people are on their damn phones, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> Where, yeah, where's the, like, the difference? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm kind of excited that, like, you know, my favorite, like, I, I love seeing when, like, my my teams, like, get guys who are good for, like, the, the, the culture. Culture is so big mm-hmm. to me in sports. But Andrew, my mm-hmm. guy. It's about time to wrap it up. I know you got a show come. You're going to record after this. I actually have a meeting to do after this because I don't know how to plan myself my day at all. <laughs> um, listen, tell once again these folks where they can find you on all various social platforms. So Twitter, YouTube, at Divots and Pivots, or YouTube, it's just Divots and Pivots. Wednesday mornings, 10 a.m. on TikiLive.com. You can find us on the Belly Up Sports channel. Um, every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. We'll be bringing you content for that week's tournament. We'll uh, DFS. We'll mix in some news stories. Uh, this week is going to be a big one with the players. I'm not sure when this is airing, but if it uh, airs when, at- tomorrow morning at like 7 a.m. Perfect. So if you hear this, you're only like an hour or two away, a couple hours away from my show. Just check it out. We got a very special expert on the on the show tomorrow. My co-host, Bud. Grew up playing TPC Sawgrass. He's going to give us the ins and outs. If you're a DFS player, if you're just new to playing golf DFS, you got to jump in on this one. This is the one to get your knowledge. So check us out every Wednesday, 10 a.m. at Twitter, uh, at or on Twitter, I should say, at Divots and Pivots. There you go. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, of course, tag Divots and Pivots in this. You want to check them out on Twitter as well, you can check them out on the, our Twitter handle. Uh, listen, Andrew, I appreciate you so much for bailing my ass out. <laughs> Uh, cause you know, Samir's on vacation and, um, you know, my lack of planning, but honestly, no, I plan on doing this show solo. And then the NFL just tried to throw about four hand grenades at my feet. So, you know, that's just, I guess how the game works, man. That's why we do this, what we do, but listen, folks, hope you have a great week. We'll see you on Thursday. Um, a few surprise guests for the live stream. Uh, you should start checking out our live streams. Uh, my man, Andrew here, won a pair of sunglasses when he tuned in one time. So I sure did. I wear them every day. There Yeats. you go. Um, you shout eatsofficial.com, official sponsor of the corner booth, 10% off at checkout. We are, of course, their favorite show here, obviously. Um, we've also been their longest running sponsored show here. So, um, yeah, right. I have like, I own like five pairs of Yeats. It's, it's kind of funny. Yeah, um, they're nice. They're nice glasses. Yeah. Right, right here, right. There they go. You know how old these are? These are their original model, like, or one of their first oh, original really? models. <laughs> like when they, they, when they had like seven on the website and I, I bought a pair immediately. You're a but, um, OG before that yeah, coke yeah, can was ever I am, thrown. I am OG. OG is the operative word. But listen, thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you so much, folks, for stopping by. We appreciate you coming today. Uh, live stream Thursday. Hopefully more NFL bombs get dropped so we can just go crazy on Thursday. And, uh, of course, um, enjoy your weekend. Drink responsibly. Peace out. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.